Hi everyone and welcome to the Hardcore Podcast where we get in hardcore with dancers from all around the world and have a really open and honest chat about ballet training and the highs and lows of being a ballet dancer, trying to become a professional ballet dancer or a dancer in general. I'm your host Romy Dare and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hi everyone and welcome to the Hardcore Podcast. Today I'm joined with Chloe Horton and yeah, let's just, let's get into it. Hi Chloe. Hi. So let's, yeah, let's get into some interesting stuff today. So to introduce you to our guests, we'll start with a quick fire round, which I think will be, you know, really nice so they get to know you. Yeah. So the first question is, where do you train? Um, I'm training at KS Dance at the minute. Um, I've been there for two years, but I'll be going back for like a postgrad year next year. Okay, nice. What is your favourite style and why? Ballet. Um, always has been. There's no, I, I guess there's no like specific reason why, because mm. I love all the other styles as well. Mm. It's just like something about it. I feel like I can express myself a little differently with that than I can with anything else. Yeah. Agreed. Um, what points do you wear? Um, at the minute, I'm in Russian points. Mm-hmm. I don't know which style they are. I think mm-hmm. it's the Ruben ones, but yeah, I'm in those. Okay. Um, I've never worn Russian points. Um, are they good? Do you like them? <laughs> I was so opposed to them before because they're like energetics. Yes, and yeah, they're like the Aussie version. Yeah, a few here at Royal used to wear them and they all had really bendy feet. So oh. I used to think, Oh, I can never wear them because I don't oh, have bendy feet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I actually enjoy them now. Oh, okay, that's good. What's your favourite leotard you own? Oh, that's really tricky. <laughs> I actually don't think I could say because I've got some that are like good for different moods, like depending what mood I'm in. Mm. Um, but I got a recently a new one, and it's like pink with like mesh, and it's really nice. So I like what? that one. Okay, this is really strange. Was that one on your Instagram? In your- yeah. <laughs> Because I really like that leotard and I thought it was an Eleve leotard when I first saw it. I know that's so weird. Like, <laughs> just I think it's Morella. Is it? It's really nice. Yeah. I really like the mesh like, bit of the sleeves. It was really nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what's something you've been loving recently or like a quote you've been loving recently? Anything? I don't know. I'm, I'm one of those people that like loves reading all those sorts of like deep sort of things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't really know. There's not like one specific quote. I think it's more like mindsets. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to like turn negatives into a positive. Hundred percent. That is a good way to think. Um. Okay. So let's have a little chat about um. What have you been doing in lockdown? You can tell us like your routine. Anything that you've started doing. How have you been like getting through lockdown? Because obviously for dancers, it's quite hard. Like we're not in mm-hmm. our little space. That's difficult. So what have you been doing to get through it? Um, At the start, I was like, our teachers are like, you know, set yourself out a timetable because we're used to living off of a timetable. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do one. I'm going to make it all pretty and colourful so I'll follow it. Um, Never happened. (laughs) I've just been trying to roll through it. I think it was a lot easier at the start to keep motivated. Mm -hmm. And at the minute, I know a lot of my friends, we've all just been finding it tough to yeah. carry on um but I think it's actually mad that it's been like three months of this now like I actually can't quite believe it 
but I've just been trying to find other things that I enjoy mm-hmm. because yeah. if I keep like I want to keep focusing on my ballet mm-hmm. but if that's all I'm thinking about because I can't do it to the amount that I want to at the minute yeah I think that was just taking a negative effect so I've tried to just like start other things that I enjoy so that I'm not consumed by it all the time yeah 100% um I think it's really hard like because like not having like not knowing what's going to happen next like that's something I really struggle with because Mm -hmm. you know like obviously like our audition kind of season was kind of cut short um yeah a bit crap or and like we don't know what's going to happen basically so it's sort of it but it's fine okay um let's chat about how you like started ballet or dancing um and kind of your journey to like where you are now in terms of like where you've trained um any just like your journey I guess so I started because my friend started dancing mm-hmm. and I was just like oh I'll go along I think I was well was I two or three around that sort of age mm-hmm. um and I started doing everything mm-hmm. and then the owners of my dance school changed so we like just moved along with it and they told me about JAs and I had no idea what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, applied for that, did that for three years. I don't think I did all four years. Okay. And then when we were applying for MAs, mm-hmm. there was the box for White Lodge and we were like, oh, we don't know what it is. We'll just tick it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I ended up applying. I got to finals yeah. and then got a place there when I was 11. Um, yeah. And it was mad because we didn't think I was going to go and we used to do competitions with my dance school. So we just spent like £300 or something crazy on this tutu for me to use because we didn't think I was going to get in. Um, And then that got worn three times. So I went there for five years at lower school and then carried on to upper school for two years. And then I got assessed out in second year and I was like oh my god what am I gonna do because that's like all I've known for seven years um did a couple of auditions in fact yeah I did two auditions one for Elmhurst I got a no for them and then yeah that's great how weird (laughs) how all that works like I know (laughs) like that's just so messed up I can't even okay yeah and I was like devastated I was like what am I gonna do and this was during half term I was still kind of injured so I couldn't do like a full audition class um and I used to do Northern Associates at Kate's when I was younger and my dance teacher was friends with Miss Simmons and she like Mm -hmm. trusted her so we called her up and she took me for a little private class in their small studio and Mm -hmm. then offered me a place on that day and I went back to Royal with a new school and to be fair I actually only cried about leaving twice okay yeah which was kind of shocking to me because previously I'd had like really rough times and I was like wait why am I not upset and I think that's when I realised that I was actually just really excited for the change because clearly my body knew better than me that this is what I needed to be doing Yeah, it knew what was happening was a good thing. Yeah, that's that's good. Um, so moving away, how old were you when you started White Lodge? Was that at the beginning? Were you like twelve? Eleven. Eleven. Yeah. How was that? Like, I hated it at first. Like, I was really homesick. I would cry like every night, and then I think it took me about like three months, and then I like forgot mm-hmm. I had a home. I was like not wanting to go back. I just wanted to spend time uh-huh. there. So it was good. I settled in 
fairly well better than some people like it took people a couple of years some in my year to like really get used to it but yeah it was hard at first yeah I can imagine that is so young like oh my gosh I know I always find it so strange like thinking about like because I only went to vocational school at 16 yeah um like thinking about like oh wow like there's people that have left home at 11 like they've been doing this for like since the age well obviously it's not exactly the same because you're still doing schoolwork and stuff but it's like pretty much full-time training like doing ballet every day and yeah you know, what, what else like how long are the days in like lower school um we danced for four hours in white lodge so it wasn't too much because we still had to do like gcses and things yeah um i don't even know how we managed that like in the time we had it was mad but then <laughs> upper school i think it was, was it six hours we did a day and then you could do one a level um and okay. our b tech at the time they do the degree program now but i yeah. ended up dropping my a level for the second year because yeah. of my injuries and like i wanted to focus on that i was just like i don't have time to do all of this so i took the decision mm-hmm. to like cut it off and just focus on my ballet mm-hmm okay yeah I don't know yeah I did a degree during my thing but Mm. that that was I guess it actually wasn't that much written work but the whole thing of like a levels or like a b take like there's more written work along with that I was doing maths as well and like it was just a nightmare (laughs) I did I enjoyed it it was one of my favorite subjects but it just became too stressful yeah gosh I can imagine okay um so you have a YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, tell your tell the listeners where they can find you because we're going to talk about something that you mentioned on YouTube. Um, what's your YouTube handle? I think it's just my name. I think I'm the first Chloe Horton that comes up. I don't think there's many of us on there. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, the link okay. is in my Instagram bio as well if anyone... I'll leave it down below. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, so you can check out her YouTube. And on Instagram, which is chloe horton correct chloe underscore horton underscore chloe underscore horton underscore <laughs> okay so in your youtube um you recently did was it a q a video yeah was it yeah and i remember like you spoke about i watched both videos um with my headphones in when i was cooking dinner <laughs> one day enjoyed it um but you did speak a lot about i guess like the mental health side of full-time training um your experiences within that and particularly like I guess your relationship with your body Mm -hmm. and then also you talk about your injuries which we'll get onto a bit but I think this is a really important subject to talk about because I think everyone kind of deals it with it in different ways but no one really speaks about it and well I, I guess like maybe they do to an extent but a lot of the time it's kind of very hidden I think there's a lot of like I hate to say it but I feel like people feel there's like a shame within like feeling yeah. a certain way but then there's also there's so many sides of it because you know you can look at people and think that they're perfect but everyone's kind of fighting their own battles yeah. I think it's something that happens a lot that's something to, like in my experience there's always been people thinking oh like this is all good like or you're all good like and you know to anyone but everyone's kind of going through their own thing which is kind of sad but it happens unfortunately um so talk about kind of like how so you spoke in your youtube about um your experience with 
yeah, I guess having a negative relationship with your body. Mm. Um, when did when do you think that started, or do you think there was like a trigger to those feelings? If that makes sense. Yeah, I don't think there was a particular like trigger, more like the change of scene. Mm-hmm. So when I first went to White Lodge, okay. mm-hmm. um, when you just go to like normal dance school, everyone's there just. Like, yes. no one really thinks about... Everyone's also very shaped differently, I would say. Yeah, because there's Everyone's... a lot of people that are normal there as well. Like, yeah. not, like, normal, like, we're normal too, but you yeah. know what I mean. Um, I know what you mean. And then when I went to White Lodge, everyone was there because they then wanted to be dancers. Mm. And we're all really young at that age, so really skinny, really tiny. Like, no mm-hmm. one's really, like, developed yet. Um, yes, bit more muscular and to be fair at that age I was just as tiny as those other girls like when I look back now I'm like you stupid child like there was nothing different with you but I just like started that I just thought I looked different and Mm -hmm. in my head then different was like a bad thing I was like oh god well like that must be what they want so like but I don't look like that and Mm -hmm. I feel like for a long time whilst I was there I mm-hmm. like lipped, I would stand at the bar and not want to engage my quads because I was scared that it would make like I wouldn't yeah. the work properly because I was scared it was going to make me look bad yeah um, I, and yeah, then, I relate to that yeah it's awful <laughs> it's and, then, and I wonder how many people actually do it because it's so bad like I look back and like well mine was like my inner thighs was like the thing um, and I remember, like, I really wouldn't even, like, squeeze my legs. <laughs> I'm so bad. And, like, I literally look back and, like, are you crazy, kid? <laughs> I know. And, like, I kick myself now because I'm, like, well, what if I had all that time actually just working well? And I'm, like, okay, you can't think like that because it's gone now. But yeah. it was really frustrating because I first actually mentioned it to one of my teachers in year 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was, like, is there anything you bothered about? I said, well, I feel like my quads are just overdeveloping. Mm-hmm. And she said to me, and this has like stuck with me since, I, she turned around and she said, well, you have been working wrong like most of this year. And I was like, you're my teacher. <laughs> like, why has this not been raised? And, why like, this not been like, what? And <laughs> shocked. I, was, I, I, was, I just looked at her a bit like puzzled. Like, why haven't you helped me um, like sort this out? yeah uh, so that was crazy yeah oh my god teachers actually say some weird stuff like do, I don't oh see okay like it's really it's not strange but um and okay I I hope we I don't don't think we'll get in trouble for saying this but obviously like the Royal Ballet School is put up on a massive pedestal right yeah like it is one of the best schools in the world um or it supposedly is um and I remember like something that me like I think that people who don't go there or have kind of never really ever been in that bubble always just like mm. wonder like I don't know like do people like yeah and like you just said like you have teachers say stuff like say stuff like that like I don't know like how was that um I don't know where I'm going where I'm, what I'm trying to say <laughs> that, that um I don't know just like can I say does shit happen like does we like I don't know like weird stuff like that like 
I'm sure every ballet school has like weird things and teachers will say things and you're like sorry is that even like why like what like yeah do you know yeah I think it definitely happens everywhere but Mm -hmm. a lot of places are careful with like the rules they put on people of what they can say and what can be like sized so Mm -hmm. places that are higher up I'd say Mm -hmm. you don't tend to hear of it as much not because it doesn't happen but because yeah very careful with what they allow to be put out there it's yeah. like we couldn't post they didn't like us posting pictures in the studios um like it was just so many rules especially on like social media and stuff like we all did it but we couldn't yeah. have public accounts or did anyone anything pardon did anyone ever get any trouble in any trouble for posting stuff inside the studios I don't know whether like specific people got called out but we definitely had meetings about it to like remind us because we were ambassadors of the school and we couldn't like put anything bad out there if it was a bad picture of a dodgy line it was them that looked bad and I'm like we're students like we're all working to get there we're not there yet like yeah, we're 11. Pro- <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Um, but yeah gosh can imagine um yeah that must have been a bit strange like because mm. I don't know especially like at the age of say like when you're going into like after school you're 16 mm. like you know social media is kind of like part of everyone's life right now so I can imagine that would have been a bit strange yeah mm. so also something that's um I don't know if you ever like now going on to your injury um did you did you do you think having your because how yeah just talk about your injuries like when you first like had your first like major one and Um, how long off I think my first major one they've all been roughly the same injury I've got a very good history well it's not even good it's a bad history (laughs) with stress fractures in my metatarsals um I got my first one it must have been year because I had two at White Lodge and two at Upper School. Mm-hmm. That's so bad. I think it must have been year nine or was it year 10 that yeah. I had my first one. Mm-hmm. And I remember just thinking like, oh my God, uh, what the hell am I going to do? Because yeah. those years are when you start getting them worried about where you're going to go for like mm-hmm. the Upper School section of your training. And definitely at White Lodge at the time I think the healthcare has been upped a lot now at lower school Um, but more of the research is being put into upper school Um, Uh so I've kind of got exercises and things to do but comparing the help I got there to upper school it was so much better at upper school like the healthcare team was fab there (laughs) Um, but then as I kind of got further into my injury at White Lodge I remember I started thinking because I was just not in a good place mentally I was like Mm -hmm. oh well like it means I don't have to go in the studio and like look in a mirror it like it eliminated a load of the things that were making me sad yeah um so like I was kind of happier in a way because I wasn't having to like combat those things each day but Mm -hmm. then I was also annoyed because I couldn't be doing it so I was in this Mm -hmm. really sticky place where I was a bit like well I'm kind of glad that I don't have to put up with that but I still want to be doing it 
but mm-hmm. I feel like there just wasn't that sort of mental support back then okay to yeah. be able to speak to someone um mm-hmm. and because I was never really like I was some teachers favorites but I was never a school favorite I felt yeah. like I couldn't show and this wasn't like necessarily the fault of the school just the way I like viewed being there I feel mm-hmm. like I couldn't really say much about feeling weak or down because I didn't want that to then affect how they saw yeah. me so it was yeah Ask things and stuff. yeah it was all just a bit yeah. of a roller coaster yeah I think the mental side of an injury is I don't know if like if you'd say but in my experience like I think that was the most difficult thing to yeah. like combat. um like you were saying the whole like like not having to go in and look at yourself mm. in the mirror. That's something that I really struggled with. And I think for a lot of dancers, like how long were you off for your injury? Um, I think with that one, it was about four or five months, maybe. Like in total till I was back to full dancing. Um, mm-hmm. I think probably in total with all of them, it would have been about a year and a half out of my training, okay. two years. Yeah that's yeah and that's a significant like that's quite a bit yeah. isn't it yeah um but especially like for anyone out there who's not a dancer that's like if you're doing like four to six hours a day like <laughs> it's a lot of yeah. hours man. um but something I like definitely I think is hard for anyone coming back for an injury you will go back straight to comparing your position to everyone else's yeah. particularly when that first phase of like dancing it's like oh why can't I do this why am I really struggling with this why do I look like that person looks like Mm. that and then it's like well and then it's I don't know like that's something I definitely found hard um and I don't know like did was that something that you think yeah like Like, I was finding like the easiest things so challenging like when I first came back and even like balancing in the center I just couldn't do it even though I'd been doing exercises for my balance to keep it going when I then put mm-hmm. it in the studio, I was all over the place. And I would, yep. like, I say to my friends that I like now from Kate's, I'm like, you guys wouldn't have even, like, recognised me if you knew me before. Because if I didn't cry in every lesson, like, something was wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> if it, That was just, like, the norm. I cried in every lesson and it was just a thing that happened. Yeah, and I feel like yeah. even the teachers got used to it. Like, they expected me to cry. <laughs> so it was just oh. a bit of a mess yeah so like I don't was this mainly in upper school would you say like that happened um it was mainly at White Lodge but when I went to upper school my first year teacher I honestly don't know what I would have done without her Um, okay he kind of like took me on as a little project and she was determined to get me out of that sort of mental state um yeah she's amazing she actually like came and judged one of our competitions at Kate's and like I went to a birthday party this year and stuff like so she's so lovely and I I have so much to thank her for for the way I dance now Mm -hmm. I definitely think it was mainly at White Lodge and it's quite sad that it was at that time because I feel like those years are the years where you're developing not only as a dancer but as a person and like what you experience then really shapes the person who you'll eventually turn into um yeah so in a way I'm grateful that I had to go through a lot of crap whilst I was there because it's Mm -hmm. made me more resilient now but then I think well where would I be if I'd taken like more like taken advantage more of the time I had 
Um, Mm -hmm. But to be fair, I think I'm more interesting now for it rather than some people who, not to be rude, have had like an easy journey the whole way through, everything given to them. They're just a bit boring. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's not as many layers to them and people nowadays want to work with interesting people. So I feel like in a way it's added another string to my bow. So. Yeah, no, 100%. I think not only are they like a bit more, you know, they're a bit more boring, but if things like, because things get harder the older you yeah. get, like, um, and I know a lot of people that have, well, or what it might seem that they're given a lot of stuff handed to them on a plate, but for the time, as soon as something goes wrong or something doesn't go in their favour, they snap like yeah. they like they can't cope they or they really struggle to cope because they've had everything given like seen like come so yeah. easy I've known but a I few think, people like that and yeah so, yeah <laughs> I think I think most there's always someone who's like has it almost has everything and everything comes easy and then something happens mm. it's just how it is but um yeah they're definitely I don't know it's hard to explain, but you, I think everyone knows someone like that. And, you know, unfortunately, they kind of struggle with the more negative things that happen. Yeah. But I definitely agree with you, like, all the... Like, I think, like, for me, my injury, I hate to say it, like, oh, it was the best thing that happened. Like, <laughs> obviously, it wasn't the best thing that happened, but it shapes... When, like, shit things like ha- that happen, it shapes you so much. Yeah. And it makes you so much stronger like either physically because you know you come back and you might end up doing a lot more like cross training and um like strengthening exercises Mm. but also definitely mentally yeah because I mean I don't know about you but um I think well actually I think for a lot of people that having an injury makes them go through really like dark times um which are kind of crap but you know (laughs) it happens Um, but yeah, yeah, that's that. I think that's all I had to say on that <laughs> bit. Um, also, I don't know, this is more of a like, oh, interesting. Well, I mean, I find it interesting how the whole like, because the rule by upper school, you and even in the low school, you do quite a bit of um, like students get picked for like joining, doing shows with the company. Yeah. How does that work? <laughs> that sounds so strange. But like, do they audition or do they like pick people and they go on the cast list? Like, what um, happens? Is there a lot of beefs around? Like, also, and I know with any, I feel like with any casting, like there's always a bit of competition. It's like, oh, like this year, I'm gonna try and get picked to join the to Bean Swan Lake. Yeah. Or like, oh, come on. Yeah, I don't. I'm intrigued. How does that work? So in lower school we do like Nutcracker if Nutcracker was on. So everyone mm-hmm. in year seven, eight and nine takes part in that. Okay. Um, there was like for party children, you had to be a certain height. Um, okay. So like that was just based on that. But then mm-hmm. as it got like further into upper school, I was always injured when these sorts of things happened anyway. Oh. Um, mm. But I think, I don't really know how it works. I have a feeling myself that the school knew who they wanted to use and yep. even if there was sort of like an audition process and that someone came in to watch class I think it was just to make it seem fair mm-hmm. although you know I don't know what went on behind yeah. closed doors but 
um I was never really dancing enough when casting things like that were made mm-hmm. so yeah I don't know fully the process but sometimes as well if it was just little things it would be like teachers that would pick um mm-hmm. so it just depends but a lot of the time like we had Liam Scarlett come and do pieces for us and the school picked the main people and then they became his like favorites and when he came back he just used those like again um but yeah it was when he came in the first time to work with us this is when my confidence was at like an all-time low and I got picked to learn this like little padded a bit and Mm -hmm. I was so paranoid about my legs and I thought they made me heavy that I literally wouldn't do the choreography I I stood there and I froze and because we didn't really partner much like in lessons I like didn't really know what was going on anyway and my partner wasn't like the best because we hadn't done anything and I just froze I started crying I left the room I was like I can't do it and my teacher came out and she was actually really lovely and she was like well you're either gonna have to go in there and try or I'm gonna have to get someone in to like come and take your place to learn it um so I was like yeah I can't do it and I someone else had to come in and then eventually I had basically learned loads of different parts in the piece and got told I was going to go on for this night and this night and then the week of the shows they were like we're not putting you on um and put someone else on for me and I because they like saw me as like a strong kind of character like oh Chloe can learn anything and then it's fine we can just kind of pick and choose I just had to stand there nod and take it and then wait until I got home to just cry because that's who they like saw me as I'd I'd learn everything and I'd be there if I needed to jump in but I feel like they just wanted me to learn everything so that then they couldn't put me on in a way um yeah so it was just a bit funny with stuff like that I guess yeah I feel like that's definitely a thing like when you're at school like I don't know like teachers have a certain way of seeing you Mm. and then almost like use you in a in a sense like I don't like I definitely know people who were I wouldn't say like were always like an understudy and like you know they worked super hard as understudies but they were like rarely given the chance to dance like say when because we did like quite a few like full-length ballets like Swan Lake and Giselle and and then like extracts with like Piquita and things that'd be always used to like learn a spot and like you know some of them could definitely go on stage and do it like well um but it's like oh yeah so and so strong she can deal with it she can learn all those parts that they'll be fine it's just like it's like it's like it's just so like funny how that just works yeah like like teachers and people like will think like oh okay so and so's they're a strong character they can deal with it or it's like oh you know so and so will react badly to this we better give them you know there's a bit of that like oh don't you worry like we'll give you something good because you know we know you I don't know weird things like that do you know it's all very strange um so yeah oh that's a shame that you were injured during all those Mm. in most of the form I can imagine that well yeah I was I, I was injured during like our nutcracker and that was yeah it's just kind of crap yeah like being outside of all I mean it was sad as well we had someone in in first year Jonathan Watkins to make a piece on us for like the defile and performances and Mm -hmm. there was like different sections to the piece there was a solo and there was like a 
pas de trois, um mm-hmm. for the girls and because mm-hmm. he worked with us and created it on us he'd picked me and two other girls to learn the solo mm-hmm. um or was it me and one other I can't remember but we started mm-hmm. learning it and I was like oh my god like I've been given a chance and I feel like my reputation went up a bit with the teachers in first year because my teacher yeah. pulled me out of this dark hole I was in. Um, yeah. And then we started learning it and then mm-hmm. the director came in to like watch and I wasn't allowed to do the solo. Um, and I was just a bit like, right, do you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like someone from the outside came in and picked me to learn it. Like, do you know what? Maybe that's a bit of hope because yeah. he's outside the school and yeah, he picked yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was actually really sad that whole piece because there was an amazing dancer in my year who had the most insane legs and feet you've ever seen she had an amazing like part in the in the dance yeah. and she then got told she couldn't go on to do it for Defile because she didn't look a certain way and the choreographer cried I might know oh my god I think I might know who you're talking about but I, yeah because yeah. <laughs> I know a few people in that mm. year who um and yeah. he cried when he told her because he was so heartbroken. He was like, I've picked you to do this piece. Like, I want you in it. But they're saying I can't put you on. That's awful. Yeah. Like, all the crap that happens behind closed doors and the whole favouritism thing. Like, would you say that there was a, definitely, like, a bit of favouritism in terms of how all that worked? 100%. Like, yeah. you, you basically know from, I'd say, about year nine, who you think they're going to take from us lot. Really? Like, the company and stuff, yeah. Wow. Okay. So you knew like who like pretty early on like okay they're the f- they're gonna yeah yeah everyone could okay. put bets in I reckon and everyone would probably win for like who would get put in <laughs> that's so funny yeah that's but that's crazy though like it's like almost like would you say that they kind of like dismiss like they know if they know who they want like by E nine um you know they kind of dismiss the rest of you like slightly I think so like te- like there's a bit of wise in their individual year mm. I'd say they had not necessarily the same favorites as the school but mm. then the school had favorites so like like had- in terms of the director of the school yeah um okay, yeah. but like I was there through three directors because there okay. was Miss Stock and then Miss Stock passed and then mm-hmm. Mr Jolly kind of like took kind of control for a bit and then Mr Powney came in so the school has been very different through like each stage of my yeah that must yeah that must be strange yeah because everyone has a different you know what they like exactly oh yeah that must be um pretty strange Mm. I think yeah the whole favoritism thing is very I don't know I just find it so (laughs) weird when I think about like looking back at like things that have happened it just makes you yeah. laugh um okay oh I think there's something that was there no it's okay <laughs> um okay so let's talk about your second year after school yeah. um so were you injured in that year yeah so my whole first year I was injury free like I was getting praise left right and center like oh my god we're happy with the way you're dancing because I was kind of a maybe for upper school because I was injured at the audition in year 11 so okay they were kind yeah. of like we think we've seen enough progress we're going to take you but you've got to prove to us that we made the right decision and I feel like I did that to them in first year and then 
we got back in second year and I just didn't feel as motivated and I felt a little niggle in my foot and to be honest the only reason I went and told the physios because I didn't want to be in class that day and I was like (laughs) my foot's hurting can I go to the physio and Mm -hmm. my teacher was like yeah okay that's fine you go and get it checked out Mm -hmm. um and thank god I actually went to them because it was another stress fracture um back in a boot and I was just like okay brilliant um so I kind of took my time coming back with that and obviously our second term is our appraisal term and Mm -hmm. in second year that one's kind of really important because it's whether you're going to get through to the um so I was really stressed out and usually in the appraisal what kind of happens is you've got your class and then after the class you do your point work bits so me and the physios were kind of talking together and we were like right we'll aim to get me back doing the class and maybe two jumps to kind of show them a little bit and maybe I can squeeze in one point work just to show them that I'm on point um and then they decided to make the whole appraisal on point and I Oh, fucking didn't hell. know how to handle that because I was like yeah. I can't be ready like I cannot be ready for that um and as well as the ballet appraisal you had your character your contemporary solos everything so it wasn't just that one A thing um so we went and spoke to the director and I was like look if I do that I'm not going to be able to be ready and I've been doing a bit of pas de deux because it was supported and the boys were obviously really good at that stage so I felt safe enough to start doing that and I was like I don't think I'm going to be able to do every single appraisal um and they basically said well you've been in part of it and I said yeah I've been doing some bits and they were like well if you can do it in that you can do the appraisal and I think what they didn't take into account was all the rehearsal time that was going to have to go into that on top of everything else mm-hmm. um so I just kind of followed what they said. They're the professionals. Um, yeah. I started pushing. I was going to try and do a little bit of the class on point. Um, and then my foot started hurting again. And I was like, do I tell them? Do I not tell them? And I spoke to my friend um, who had been injured as well. And he was like, just tell them. He was like, next year's your third year. You need to be fit for that. He was like, maybe they can just delay it. Um, mm-hmm. so I went to the physios and they were like we're gonna have to put you back in a boot like we don't think it's a full fracture but we think that it might turn into one if you carry on mm-hmm. so I was off again and the director was like well you do tend to come back really quickly and I had to hold in my anger you know when you're so angry that you feel like there's steam coming out your ears oh and I was God. just a bit like you told me to do this yeah like it's like brown now like and I, I just didn't and I, could, I wanted to say so much but you've got to be professional in that situation yeah, angry about it so yeah. I just kind of was like yeah like yeah I do <laughs> like so they said well we'll assess you when you're ready to be assessed but by the time that that date they didn't even give us a date to aim for by the time that came around they were like it's getting too late like we need to make a decision otherwise if you do need to audition they're all going to be gone um so they didn't see me dance um he didn't really see me dance that entire second year and so bye (laughs) yeah and they didn't really give a proper reason um they were very kind of drawn back with that but they said to me you know your point works not very strong 
And I was like, let me think about what's, what I've gone through. Um, okay, stress fractures, foot injury, no point. Maybe that's why. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah. why my point isn't strong, because I've not been yeah. on point. Yeah. Um, and I was fully aware that my point was weak. Yeah. Um, but I was like, right, okay. So after seven years, you don't know my work ethic. Like, I'll work hard to get it. But, you know, they've made the decision. I can't argue back at that point. And then he said to me, have you ever thought about contemporary? Um, like, you know, maybe classical ballet isn't the route. And in that moment, my I was crying at the time because I've just yeah. been told that my life's been changed. But in my head then, when he said that, I was like, right, well, I'm just going to have to prove you wrong then. <laughs> Because yeah. there's no way I'm going to let you tell me that I can't yeah. do ballet. Yeah. So I cried about it then. And I think I cried about it on the phone to my mum. And then I wouldn't allow myself to cry about it anymore. I was mm-hmm. like, we're going to show him. And I didn't tell him when I got a new place at a new school. He didn't yeah. bother to come and ask me. Um, Like kind of from that moment, I shut the door off. Yeah. Like from him. Yeah. Um, And you know what? Since I wish I could go and tell him everything I've like done since then. Because... Yeah yeah exactly like yeah I think the exact same way like I have the exact same attitude about like I'm gonna show you yeah like, yeah I mean I remember in my third year because that's when I got injured so I was off from like October to I say I don't think I really got back and could do like anything how I did before until like March like April yeah. May like it took me like ages to get back into it um, but it was really disheartening. Well, also, it's just like crap. Like, you know, when like teachers like say comments, it's like, oh, you're going to be doing class on point today. And it's like, haha, no. no. <laughs> like, are you going to be dancing in the perform? You know, are you going to be ready to do the performance? Because we had a tour in January. Yeah. I was like doing bit point work here and there. I had was learning the choreography for like the things that I was like put in. Yeah. I, I didn't, wasn't able to do all the performances because. I guess I wasn't like I wasn't back how I should have been yeah. um which is of course fine like I was still I started to then get like Achilles problems mm-hmm. after my injury so it kind of like progressed into like something else which is kind of crap but um I remember after my bad assessment um like and you know y- you know what coming back from injury like is kind of it's hard yeah. right like you're not you know especially foot injuries you know jumps aren't like I was still feeling weird things mm-hmm. in my feet like jumping wasn't great like my point work wasn't as strong as it would have was before and I just remember like after my bad assessment we had to have like one-on-one meetings yeah um with the director and all he said was um so what was that and I was like I was like I'm sorry what like I literally injury sure okay like are you is it having a joke he was like you just haven't got to where I expected you to be and I was like thank you really appreciate that but all I just think now like all the like little crap comments that like you know people teachers have given to me or whatever I'm always like you know I'm not gonna I'm sorry like I'm not gonna let your comments like that's not gonna get in the way like everyone takes things differently everyone thinks like okay what he said what they said is gospel Mm. okay they must be right okay obviously I'm crap or you know I can't do it but I'm like no I'm gonna show you mate like you're you're gonna have people asking oh you know and then there's all this shit like with casting that came after that that, like pissed me right off yeah um 
I was just thinking like, oh, you know, it doesn't like it doesn't matter what I was casted in no. in the show. Like, I'll be like, I'll you know, I'll show you. Like, you you don't like say think what you want, say mm. what you want. Like, I think it's really important that you kind of have like a really like you were saying that earlier. Um, like have it turn in a negative like mindset or a thing into something positive. Because yeah. I think that's the only really way to get over it. Yeah. You know I mean? Because it's hard, like, like ballet's really hard, like, yeah, <laughs> it's not easy. Um, okay, so you were assessed out, which is from basically not being watched, which is kind of, you know, yeah, like, not being fun. Um, so I don't know, this is really strange, but I think there's a few people in the year that I probably like have followed on Instagram and something that I did, um, noticed there were quite a few people assessed out in that year yeah that my year in third year was tiny yeah that's what I yeah I thought I remember seeing something I was like oh my god there's like no girls yeah. oh, what? Because there was one girl that went and got a job from a summer school um straight away before third year which wow, I was good. chuffed for her because to be fair the school didn't give her what she deserved either oh, okay well, she's done yeah. amazingly now so love that love that good for her like I was chuffed. Yeah, that's so good. But yeah, I can imagine uh, the whole being assessed out. Like, I had a friend who was assessed out of um, Elmhurst. I, well, I'm not naming her. She's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I know that I think that is a really, like, must have been a really difficult thing to kind of, like, just, like, get your head around or, like, for everyone. Because yeah. everyone, obviously, takes experiences differently. Mm-hmm. But I think... Yeah, that must be really hard. Um, do you have any advice for anyone who's kind of like being? Oh my god, I got something in my eye. Um, like being assessed out of a school, like a vocational school. Like how, how, like how to deal with that? Because I think that's you know. Um, I'd probably say like, and when people say this, it makes my skin crawl because it's so cliche and cringy. Yeah. But like, everything does happen for a reason. And you really don't see it at the time. Like, mm-hmm. if you would have told me everything I would have, have achieved now, back then, I would yeah. have laughed in your face and told you that there's no way I could have done that. Um, okay. But as soon as I started to kind of realise, well, I've taken what I can from them now, and I started to learn more about myself from that moment onwards. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'd definitely say to people that, it isn't the end of everything like you probably follow all these dancers on Instagram and you'll go and look at where they've trained or where they've come from and you might not even know the school it could be a school in another country that's tucked away in the corner somewhere but they're still doing what they love doing like they've not come from Royal or another school in the UK like it's Mm -hmm. not the be all and end all as long as you work well with the teachers that you're with and have got like a supportive environment you can yeah. make it like it doesn't matter the name of the place that you're at yeah and I think there's definitely a stigma out there thinking that you know like you can't make it almost yeah you don't go to like one of the top schools which I think is really sad because that's basically like the training at every you know like the training everywhere is good like okay I can't say for everywhere but you know like you like you said like you're really enjoying Kate's mm. and I'm sure, you know, the training is really good up there. 
that Miss Simmons is a really good teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and saying, like, for me, like, not going to, like, a massive name school, I think the training I had was great, like, amazing. Like, I couldn't have asked for anything more in terms of what the teachers gave to mm-hmm. me and the advice that I got. Obviously, like, everywhere, like, you kind of have, like, tough times. But it's, I just, I don't know, it's kind of just sad that a lot of people think, because I think as long as you have the drive, like, as a student, you have the drive and the motivation to push through, I guess, the struggles Mm -hmm. of becoming, like, a ballet dancer or a professional dancer in general. I think then, you know, like, why can't you make it professionally? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, like, I think as well, when you're a professional dancer, mm-hmm. you don't get given all these corrections and everything. So I think for me, the big change between Royal and Kate's is they've almost allowed me to take my own training into my hands a bit more. Yeah, like, I felt like I couldn't really do that at Royal because they had their ways that they like you to do things. And sometimes, you know, that may not suit everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think for me now coming to a smaller school like there's a lot more opportunities if a slightly different style would work better for me I can do it I can mm-hmm. like experiment and there's just been more performance opportunities that like I never would have dreamt of before and I think yeah. it's important as well just for everyone to do their research on the teachers where they've been like contacts they have because yeah 100% it's not always the best to go to a big school. Like I would never tell anyone not to go because mm-hmm. everyone experiences things differently, but yeah, exactly. being in a smaller school. And I was saying this actually the other day to someone, mm-hmm. most people from Kate's have been to a normal college or sixth form before they've started. So I feel mm-hmm. like they've had a bit more of a normal life before focusing solely on dance. Mm-hmm. Whereas at Royal, a lot of the people have come from being 11 like just hardcore constantly going on and on and on with just that and I feel like it's been nice for me and like my development as a person Mm -hmm. to be around people that have had a normal lifestyle before all this yeah um and I wouldn't have thought that before so like I think everywhere you go you'll learn something from it and whether you have to go through something rubbish to learn from it you'll still take something away so like every kind of shot that we get whether you see it at the time or not is really really valuable because there's always a lesson to kind of take from where you've been and the people you've been around so Mm -hmm. I do think it's almost a good thing for a bit of change because seven years in one place is a long time (laughs) very long time I can't like yeah I can't imagine like (laughs) (laughs) like that is yeah that must have been crazy so you've just were in your second year of Kate weren't you yeah so I repeated my second year because I didn't feel ready to move school and get a job yeah um so this was like my third year okay so you did some auditions in like this recent audition season I don't know when that's like just before Christmas and yeah Christmas um yeah tell us a little bit about how I guess that worked um you know like I think everyone gets a lot of no's. How did you deal with getting a lot, of, like getting all the no's? Um, but also, like, like any places that you go to, and I'm intrigued to talk about the grand audition because I don't think there's a lot of 
people that talk about it and especially like for someone that yeah. I guess didn't get a job out of it how was your experience in that mm-hmm. because I think a lot of people are very mindful before especially as you have to put a deposit down and it's like are you are you going to get invited and then yeah. it's like pay a lump sum and it's like well I might just get invited to do the class it's like how do you like navigate that yeah so Obviously, the worst part of the audition process for me, I think, was filming the video to initially send off to places. <laughs> um, we came in one weekend with our strength coach to start filming and I just, nothing was working. I feel like I just started crying every time I tried. And he was like, no, try and push through. Like, you never know what you're going to be able to do. And I was yeah. like, no, I'm, I'm going to have to stop filming today. Like, I can't do it. And then I just came in late one night after college and we got through the whole thing. I tried not to retake stuff. I just wanted to like walk away with some material yeah. mm-hmm. um, and I put it together and I didn't actually really watch it too much because yeah. I'd just start picking at everything. I got one of my teachers to watch it and she was like, yeah, I think it shows you off nicely. And then I just started flushing it out into everyone's email <laughs> boxes. Yeah. Um, I'd say to people as well even if somewhere isn't advertising an audition send them an email because you never know that day they could have had someone who'd been injured or you know dropped out and they need someone and you've just got in there so like always just send it off to everyone yeah is that did you do a lot of um like applying for companies if they weren't yeah like looking for people i was on like the main website you know like Mm -hmm. what's it called like I can't remember the name of the website, but the one that's got all of them. Yeah, there's like ballet. There's a few websites. There's like ballyauditions.com or like yeah, ballet, that's the one. Like auditions.com. I yeah. don't know. There's so, <laughs> so there's like, but yeah, I'd like get some through that. Miss Simmons had sent me a list of like over fifty companies. Um, yeah, it. She got like 50, yeah on my phone. I've got a list. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> and in my notebook, I'd like started looking at each of them and writing emails. So mm-hmm. um, then I just started sending off my stuff to every email, whether there was open spots or not. Yeah. Um, because you never know, they might want to see you for class. Yeah, exactly. So I started getting, in fact, the first one I sent off to was for Leipzig. And yep. the audition was in about a month. And I was like, do I just do it? I was like, it's in October. I said, yeah. just experience. So yeah. me and my friend applied and we both got the audition. Mm-hmm. So it was my first time flying alone like without like I was yeah. with my friend but like yeah. without family I'd only yeah. flown for the first time in summer and new situations make me really anxious so I was just oh. a bit like oh god yeah. so yeah. we've had to fly to Berlin then we got a bus from Berlin yeah. to Leipzig and we were knackered we got there we were staying in this really weird kind of dodgy hotel it was <laughs> It was just a, a completely new experience. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And then we got there for the class and I ended up bumping into some people I knew. So I felt mm-hmm. kind of a bit more calm. Yeah. But I think the first thing I noticed stepping into that room was the intimidation techniques people try and use on you before. Oh, I know. <laughs> like, like, oh, God. They're there, like, bending the legs around the yeah. other way. And then they yeah. got to do in the class and their legs are, like, 90 degrees. I'm like what's going on here like I don't understand but I put my bag down at the bar and some girl walked in with this right look on her face and she just like put her bag next to my bag and kind of like stood there and I just looked at her and I was a bit like right so this is how it's going to be then like I'm just gonna have to get used to this I just pulled my bag backwards and I was like I'm not gonna start anything 
but I remember, do you know, when you, you don't think you're nervous, I was really chill before because we got there in plenty of time. And yeah. then the people came in and I was just sweating. Like oh. from the word hello, I was like, oh my God. Um, and I got through the bar. I was like, okay, I think I've done an okay job. But mm-hmm. I wasn't really dancing like I dance. Yeah, I was trying to dance how I thought a professional would. Like I was doing way more uh, like yeah, wafty stuff with my arms. Like I, yes. I, I just wasn't being true to myself. Yeah. Um, and then I got caught after bar. My friend stayed in. And I remember just grabbing my stuff and walking out and I didn't really have a reaction to it. Like, yeah. I was just like, oh, okay. Okay, yeah. And then I met up with my strength coach because he was there with us. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I feel fine. I said, is this mm-hmm. weird? Like, I, I'm I'm fine that I just got a no. And he was, yeah. like, he was like, no, I think it's, it's good. Like, because you're going to get loads. And I think the only reason I was able to be so kind of composed about it was the fact yeah. that I'd had that no after second year yeah um because to be honest I'd never really had to do an audition since I was 11 yeah so it was kind of a new world to me anyway and the fact that it was now for a job it was like completely different yeah so I got my no for that one my friend got then caught after center and we just went and enjoyed our weekend in Germany um yeah and I think that that's a good thing a tip for everyone is if you get a no and even if you're there by yourself you end up making friends with people that are there like there's always those yeah. nice people that you can find go yeah, and exactly. do something fun like just go and enjoy yeah. your time because you get to travel it's amazing like yeah that's like the best part I think yeah, I love the travel 100% <laughs> and then I don't know where I went next I've done about five or six but then I went to, I did one for Hamburg's junior company. Um, okay, yeah. And one of my friends who got assessed out of Royal in year nine, she's with the company. So I stayed with her. So that was lovely. That was like nice. £60 for my whole trip as well. Like, oh, that's so, so I flew yeah. there by myself. That's um, so good. Yeah. That one was kind of like new. So yeah. I flew there. I stayed with my friend and... Mm went to the audition I was a lot more calm because I kind of knew what was going on um Mm and ended up bumping into more friends that I knew but that one was more different um in the sense that we got to stay for the whole thing and then only after the whole class class. yeah only after the class then they started cutting um but that was a completely different style of audition so I think one thing to kind of be aware of is that if you think you then know what's going to happen after that first audition, mm-hmm. don't kind of settle into being comfortable in that sort of situation because you'll never experience an audition like that one. Yeah. And as well, like if you get a no from somewhere the first time round, um, one of my friends I was with at Leipzig has been there four times now and each time she's gotten further. So yeah. you may not be what they're looking for that first time round, but in a couple of years you may be exactly what they're looking for so like Mm -hmm. never not audition again because you've got a no um but yeah I did a few more auditions and then it came to grand audition and Mm -hmm. our second term at Kate's is our tour term which is when a lot of the auditions start popping up yeah so this was kind of convenient for me because um it would mean it cut down time and Mm -hmm in the long run save money because then I wouldn't have to audition different places yeah so I flew by myself to Barcelona 
mm-hmm. um, which was amazing. Barcelona is literally one of the most insane places I've ever visited. I recommend it to anyone. It's fab. <laughs> but um, it was expensive because you don't know whether you're going to get through to the second round. And my yeah. mum was like, well, if you do, I don't want you to not have a 2-2. I want you to have as much chance of standing out as you can. So oh, yeah. I hired a 2-2. Uh, that yeah. was an extra cost. I had to pay for it, yeah. like travel with it. Um, mm-hmm. So I got there. And actually, when I applied for a lot of the individual companies that were there, I got no's. But mm-hmm. I was like, there's no harm in me going because my video wasn't my best. And yeah. I was like, at least then they're seeing me and they might like me in person because it's different yeah. than one in person. Yeah, I can agree. It's different. Yeah. yeah so I was like, good day and everything goes great and it's like oh, yeah exactly I was like I'm gonna go um so paid all the money and I went yeah we were split into like different classes um you got to do the whole class and then on the board they put up numbers of the people that yeah. the company directors wanted to see and okay everyone was kind of not standoffish um but I feel like because it seems like a procedure sort of audition, like you're like, oh, I got grand audition. Mm-hmm. Everyone just seemed a bit like, I don't want to say snooty, it's the wrong kind of word, but just yeah. a bit. There's no vibe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was there. I'm quite a chatty person. So I was mm-hmm. just trying to like smile at people and be nice. Yeah. Um, And the class started. And it was a nice class, easy class. It was on a raped stage, so that was horrible. Oh, um, God. Could not. Oh, it, it was... <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> so we did the class, and then, like, there was a camera kind of following a couple people around. And then those people that they were following were the ones that got offered jobs afterwards. And it just felt a little bit planned like I don't know whether they'd been offered contracts beforehand and then just came to the class to make it look like they got it from that for grand auditions sort of help I I, I don't know publicity sort of thing yeah and then they kind of released some of the videos of people that did variations the next day Uh like on Instagram because yeah I follow them on do you know when you kind of like not because you think you're the best thing since sliced bread but you know kind of where you can stand within a group of dancers mm-hmm. I feel like I held my own in the class um I performed like some people didn't perform I think they were just kind of like this and it was it me so much I know and then they get put through and I was like mm, oh, okay God. um and then I watched some of the videos and I was like I feel like I could have done that just as well yeah. and it's really frustrating because in auditions no matter how well you think you've done like I thought I could have held my own amongst them in my solo. Yeah. Um, you just might not be what you're looking for. And that's yeah. the only audition I've cried after because oh, I was like, yeah. I actually did so well. I was like, I was so proud of the class that I'd done. Mm-hmm. So I got into the bathroom and I just cried and I was like, oh, that was seven no's at once. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was tough. Yeah. Um, and I just like was like, what am I going to do? I was like, that was like seven no's, seven places that didn't want me. And I was, the emails now coming back for auditions were running on an all-time low. And I was like, I don't know where else to send my stuff. Because some people just don't reply. Um, oh, I hate that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, at least just say no, sorry, we don't want you. Like, because I'm sitting there like refreshing my emails every day. Like, please, <laughs> they come through. 
I know. It's so weird how, um, I don't know, did you apply for Munich? I think so. I remember because um, there was a few of us in our class, like, when there's, like, a few of you, like, of your friends and you're all, like, applying for the same audition. I remember, like, a few of us applied and, like, some one of, the, one of my friends got an invitation to it and then, like, two other people got a no. And just, I had no reply. I was like, what is going on? Like, why Why is it so inconsistent? And it was like, it was so weird. And then like, literally a month later, it comes through. I was like, I'm sorry, what is going on? And yeah, it, it's really bizarre. Like, it's hard to kind of get your head around and keep 100% positive during that time. Because you're like, okay, are they, do they hate me that much that they don't want to let me know? <laughs> like, it was just yeah. a nightmare. But I would say like, the more auditions I've done, Mm-hmm. I've gotten further each time and my confidence and kind of how I compose myself in the studio is a lot different mm-hmm. um I'd give a tip as well if you're with a group of people that you know mm-hmm. kind of don't let on to the people that are then on the panel that you're with a group of people um I think it's important to go in there and be your own person because you know they're not going to look at all your CVs lined up next to each other you know you never know if you're being really like pally with someone um they could not like that person and think oh they might have trained at the same place because they're chatting like oh we don't like them both so like just always make yourself your own person in that audition Um, and be prepared as well oh my god the last audition I did in Sibiu I got through to doing my solo yeah, and I thought it'd just be one at a time. You go in, you do your solo, and yeah, then you'd find out. Did everyone do their solo there? Everyone was in the room watching you. That happened to in Plovdiv, and it was I was like, someone was saying, "Oh my god, it feels like the pre lasagna Like we're all just like watching yeah. them do the solo. I was like, "Ha ha ha, that's not funny." Was <laughs> it was like, scary. I was like, this is not a good thing. Don't you know, watch myself. Yeah, because I felt so composed. I was like, I've got it. Like you know, um, yeah. and. I think I made a bit of a mistake then because I wanted to be prepared. I put my point shoes on so early. Um, my oh. feet got so hot. Um, my yeah. shoes started to go a bit mushy. And oh. I ended up falling out of a couple of hops in my solo because I was, like, too prepared. So, like, okay, yeah. judge the studio yeah. and the heat of it and, like, everything you need to take into consideration. And I think that's taught me a lesson there because maybe in another place I could have put them on that early and started preparing. But, like... It's just little things like that that you only start to pick up once you've done it. Like when yeah. you can start putting your shoes on, when you should start warming up and like don't let what everyone yeah. else is doing around you affect what you yeah. usually do because a lot of the time it's just for show to try and scare you. Um, 100%. I think you've just got to like laugh at it. Like I just laugh at people like that now because I'm like, let's yeah. like <laughs> the fact that you think you need to do that to kind of like, justify that you should be here I'm like you're here I don't good luck like yeah it's yeah, fine. I, I just don't get this whole like, animosity between people and audition like we've all probably got 10,000 no's we all know what it feels like so you may as well just be nice to everyone at the audition because yeah, we're on the exactly. same boat like <laughs> yeah it definitely there's always like a strange vibe at auditions and it's kind of like kind of wish it wasn't like that because like you everyone's in the same mm-hmm. position everyone in the same way and we've all got had like gone through stuff so it's not like you know what someone's superior to the next person okay maybe there might be a difference in 
I guess, standard because sometimes there yeah. is. Um, but that doesn't, you know, that doesn't mean yeah. anything. Like, And I tell you what, though, like, when I've been in there, people that I think are insane and will get through, the directors don't want to know them. So, like... Oh, interesting, it, yeah. Someone that you think shouldn't get the job might get the job and you may think that mm. you are on their level but it could be like the height the hair color they could be looking for someone so, that looks like their favorite dancer like it's all so personal so I think you just really can't beat yourself up because something could come along yeah. and you'll get it like that and you'll be the happiest you've ever been so yeah it's yeah you can never like guess what's going to happen at auditions no. or anything and I think coming from Royal as well where there's been this whole thing of everyone there gets a job after they've graduated. Um, I was kind of like, I'm repeating a year and I've still not got a job. Like, this isn't normal, but it's so normal. Like, yeah. it's actually really bizarre for everyone from a college to go out with a contract. Like, yeah, it's, it's bizarre. And I think what's been nice for me is that Miss Simmons has this um, postgrad program in place so we can go back we can take whatever classes we want you know she never throws anyone out on the on the step after we've finished so yeah that's so I think it's really nice that that supports there because at Royal I don't know how it like works but no one's ever come back if they don't have anything oh really um, yeah and yeah. they kind of don't let anyone not have anything you know everyone gets a job do you think a lot of well, I don't know because obviously, like, do you know much about how the whole audition thing and like getting jobs happens in third year? Like, from I don't know being second year and first year, did you see? Like, do you? I know how to word it, but like, obviously, like the being the Royal Ballet School, um, like there's a lot of connections. Like, I mm-hmm. assume the director has a lot of connections with lots of companies yeah. all over the world because, like, essentially, they might have all trained together, like loads of directors yeah. at one point. Well, you know, everyone's like friends. Would you say, like, is there a lot of things where, like, people, directors will come in and, oh, I hate, <laughs> it's so weird, but, like, just that this doesn't happen, like, everywhere. No. Like, it doesn't happen everywhere that, like, directors come in and watch you and then, okay, yes, okay, so we need to make sure everyone gets a job at the end of the year. Oh, you know, just take them as an apprentice. Okay, this is really, I don't know if I'm, I can say that, but do you know no, what I mean? Yeah, like, I they at their third year assessment uh, they mm-hmm. do like a pas de deux and a solo and yeah kevin would come and watch and the director of brb um they come and watch the appraisals so like the two royal companies they get seen by them then um okay. there has been cases when other directors i think have come in and watched class um yeah. which is like to us that was just like the norm and like now mm-hmm. stepping away from it um, I think it's made me realise how much not was done for us there but like how many opportunities we were given because like yeah. they get help filming their audition videos and their photos and things but Miss Simmons doesn't let us do any of that and in yeah. a way I'm like I'm actually really fortunate because if I want to re-audition once I've got a job I'm going to have to put yeah. together my video I'm going to have to get my photos sorted so like we had to do it ourselves so like if you wanted it go and do it like that's kind of her way of seeing it and I really appreciate that because it's made me a bit more independent and know kind of how to put those things together so I think it's actually been good and even if people are at a school where they get that given to them I'd actually recommend doing your own one on the side as well because 
it is really valuable to put that together yourself and you know some companies ask for different things like I've got about five different videos on the go that people will oh, want yeah. different need, stuff yeah people want things exactly. yeah so just don't limit yourself and and try and mm-hmm. just apply for everything because you may not think you want to go into like a neo company but you might audition mm-hmm. and love it so you just mm-hmm. never know like just say yes to everything <laughs> yeah no I completely agree and I think that's really important because like in terms of taking the initiative to like you know having to organize your photos and sort out your cv and video not have like someone like i guess like helping you Mm -hmm. every step of the way um i think that's really important because it also like roots kind of out the people that kind of hate to say like doing it for the wrong reasons but like it kind of kind of it sorts out the people who really want it and are like hungry for for I guess like getting work and then the people who are like oh you know I love dancing I love doing this but like uh, like can I be bothered to do this like you know what I mean like yeah Miss Simmons always says to us like don't just wear the (laughs) t-shirt yeah yeah (laughs) that's good I like that that's good okay well I think you know I think we've had a really good deep long chat we've talked about stuff um which hopefully everyone finds really helpful um I think we'll round it out here. Well I'll put in where you can find Chloe in the description, but we've mentioned it earlier on. So that's all good and that's covered. Um I think we'll end there, really. Unless you have anything else to say, Chloe, about anything? Um any nice any should I finish with a little like cheesy thought for yeah, everyone? Go for it. Go for so it. just don't listen to anyone else like if you want to go out there and do something whether it's like carrying on on the path you've always thought you would or you maybe want to change style or anything like just do it take the leap of faith because there are loads of people out there you just have to find them that are willing to help you 100% the way you want to go um Mm -hmm. it's just surrounding yourself with the right people who build you up rather than just make little comments all the time to kind of break you down so I think just find a good support network for yourself and everything will just start falling into place. I 100% agree. I'm just going to add a little thing on there because I just had a quote come into my head. <laughs> um, get ready, this is a really deep one. <laughs> if you live for other people's acceptance, you will die from their rejection. Oh, that's a good one. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to end it there. Thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoy this podcast and stay tuned for the next episode which will be coming out next monday and i'll see you next week bye bye